opinions show do not necessarily represent those of the management and staff of WTCA. It's the What's Your Opinion show, our daily talk show focusing on you, the people, events, and issues of Marshall County. Now here's your hosts, Kathy Bodorf and Rusty Nixon. Finally made it to Friday. Yes, we have. <sighs> Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. Not sure why I'm so excited about it, but that's okay. It is Friday. You're supposed to be, I At guess. At least, it, it, for me, it means I don't have to get up as early tomorrow as I did today, which I am more of a morning person than a night person. Yeah. Um. So, you know, sleeping in typically is a little more difficult for me. Oh, there's no difficulty with that. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like I heard Dan leave at five, get up at five fifteen, and then I got up at six, went to the bathroom, went back to bed because I knew seven o'clock was rolling right around, you know. Yeah. Um. It, but I, but then at six o'clock, I was like, okay. I'm not going back to sleep. I'm just going to lay here and watch the news. You know, it's like I can't go back to sleep. So. Oh, you can always go I, back I to sleep. will try tomorrow, you know, tomorrow. And, and who knows? I mean, it, some days I can sleep till eight or nine o'clock. But. Yeah. It's usually the days that I can't <laughs> sleep to eight or nine o'clock that I want to or I feel I need to. And the days that I could are the days that I, I can't make myself go back to sleep. So. Well. We'll see how things go. Yeah, but, it'll be interesting. Yeah. I uh, I only look forward to Sunday morning. That's the only morning that you sleep. It's the in? only morning I have off. So yeah, and I uh, I take advantage of Sunday morning. And you can sleep in. Yeah, oh, I can. <laughs> I can easily because um, I am a night person. Does everybody in the household know? Like, okay, it's Sunday morning. Quiet. Dad's sleeping. Well, yeah. Most of them are sleeping too. Oh well, that's good. Because uh, you know, I uh, both my sons, Zephan gets up at like three in the morning to go to work, uh, and Benji works in concrete, so you know how he comes home. Uh, so he doesn't usually. He'll come home, and I'll see him when he comes back downstairs to get his dinner, and then I just don't see him because he's pretty much asleep the rest of the <laughs> evening. So. Uh, yeah, he. Uh, I I I got a brother-in-law who's worked concrete for years too. That is that's a labor-intensive job. I'm. Uh, I've always prided my and not anymore. Obviously, I'm too old and decrepit to walk across the room. But back in the day, I, I used to pride myself on I could do a manual labor. I was not, you know, I'm strong enough and fight. I, oh, yeah. I couldn't do that even when I was 20. There is no <laughs> way I could have handled that. I would have been dead. Yeah, that, I'll tell you, it's, that is it's a, hard. a demanding yeah, job. And, hard. you know, you typically, hopefully you work more inside in the wintertime because concrete has to be so warm or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but there are times where they put it down in the wintertime and they put blankets over it basically to. Oh, yeah. Keep it warm. 
Yeah, and I, then in the summertime, when it's hotter than crap yeah. out there, y- you're out in the sun. Yeah. In the, ugh. See, that's what he likes about is being outside. But, um, yeah, because no, he, he came home from college and he says, you know, I've figured something out. And I said, what? And he goes, there's no way I can sit in an office for the rest of my life. I got to <laughs> do something that I'm going to be, I'm going to be out. So um, he's doing that. And uh, Zeffin always wanted to be, he's always loved working with wood. So His hands on kind but he, of guy. But he, he, uh, he loves tools. He's always been a tool guy and he, he's always <laughs> loved working with wood. But I don't think he realized that doing that was going to entail him getting up at 3 o'clock in the morning. So, <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, that was a culture shock. Uh, yeah. Because uh, he's like me. He could sleep forever. If he... So if he gets up at 3, what time does the shift actually start? Oh, he's you know? home by 1 usually. Wow. So and That's a weird kind of shift kind of thing. They are uh, a rate shop too. So if they get their uh, stuff done for the day, they can leave. So, like, if they get everything they're supposed to get done for the day by 9 or 10, they're gone and they get paid for the full day. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, they're re- I kind of like It's a reward, it. yeah. It's I a mean, reward it's for being efficient and doing yes. what they asked you to do. At the same time, there are some negatives to it, too. Um, well, so. that early morning would be a bit well, negative. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but he oh, does have a little geez. bit. He's got... Uh, he's got to go to Napa. I was going to say, and he has a drive every yeah, day. But, yeah. he Which uh, isn't totally horrible. But for people around here, you know, and it's so funny because, like, in South Carolina, where my kids are, you know, it takes Haley 30-some minutes to get to work every right. day. And it's like, why would you live so far away from your work type thing? Well. But here, you know... Most of us, I think, probably drive, you know, 15, 20 minutes and, and we're there. I mean, people who go to South Bend, you've chosen to live in a in a nice, safe community in Plymouth instead right. of South Bend. Um, but but you work up in South Bend. But, but when I lived in, in the city, um, we just I didn't work that far away from home. I planned a half hour every day just to get there. Um, and you don't notice it when you're, you're You get used it. to it. Yeah. It, some of those people though, that drive more than an hour. But to I go know to work? it was that's crazy. Funny when I was on tour with a show one time, we were doing a bunch of shows out in Montana and in uh, Western Canada, um, and it was funny. Mo- almost every t- big town was nothing more than a grain elevator and a grocery store. <laughs> that was town. Oh, boy, and, we're going to the big town of... And for fun, on Friday nights, the kids would go park their cars at the grain elevator. That was that was a big... But in those places, anything that was happening was a huge event. So, like, uh, when we were there in the spring... A performance comes in. Yeah. Wow. In high school baseball, they would cover it at the radio or at the television station, and you'd see the crowd, just hundreds and Everybody's hundreds of Everybody's there because it's something to do. But we, uh, when we, had, we brought a show in, I mean, there was just tons and tons of people, and you'd talk to them after the show because we always would wait for folks at the sure. end of, in the back and you'd hear stories oh yeah i, I had to drive four hours to get here oh my and we we were like why is it because there won't be anything else for 12 months this is, wow. this is it's the only entertainment we get there aren't even any movie theaters <laughs> out here so 
Yeah, we and that was before Netflix, yeah. people. Yeah, that was what they were. That was the only entertainment they were going to get Golly. for most of the year, and so they they'd go. Um, and that that became the draw. Was there wasn't? No, of course that was uh, back when people uh, rode their uh, their dinosaur cars like Fred Flintstone to them. But uh, yeah, it's a few years ago. Yeah, it was a few years ago. But at the same time, you know that, and that's you know they talk about Shakespeare. He'd have thousands, thousands of people, but it was because that was the only entertainment they might have for their entire lives, you, you know. So they had to go, and they would. And the fascinating thing is, they would stay all day. I mean, it was like a twelve-hour yeah, event. Huge... They'd, they'd see four or five plays in a day, because that was it. They were. They may never see a show again. Yeah. yeah. So you know, um, just a matter of perspective. In any case, I think. Um, wow. I always wanted an audience that wanted to stay and see us for <laughs> yeah, I always wanted eight to or ten know hours. what it was like to have an audience that wanted to stay around after the first well, show now, and maybe see the second show. See, if they, if you, they didn't like you, though, they would taunt you. Um, <laughs> in the second show? In, in every show. If they didn't like what you were doing, they would taunt you and they would throw things at you. Oh. And they always, that's where throwing tomatoes, tomatoes came, from. came from, was that if they really didn't like you, they always brought food because they were going to be there forever and you'd have food they didn't want get thrown up at you as you were performing that's where that comes from is that that thing so uh, yeah i i never had food thrown at me got some taunting but never never oh you still have taunting now so it's no big deal you're used to it one one time i was playing a character that wasn't very nice And we made arrangements in the communities, but we would, uh, a lot of times, instead of staying in a hotel, we'd stay with people in the community. Yes. And uh, I was I was a character that nobody really liked. I was the, the center of all evil in this thing. And as I leave the stage for the last time, some woman in the audience screams, I'm going to smack him! <laughs> Guess who I stayed with that, that night? That lady! <laughs> That was oh, that was Lord. who I was staying with. So, you know, I walked in and I I'm kind of like cringing. I said, "You're not really going to hit me, yeah. are you?" <laughs> I want to, but I'm not going to. You're a guest in my house. Yeah, it was Jeez. kind of amazing that that happened that way, but it did. Gee, oh, that's crazy. I'm not even sure how we got here now. Yeah, we're but... talking about I don't know. Yeah, everything goes off the rails, you know that. Um, we will have a guest a little bit later on in the show. We're going to talk with a representative from the Plymouth Goodwill store. Um, actually, you know, everybody knows about Goodwill stores. And you go there and you buy things at a discounted price. And you can find some really neat finds a lot of times. Um, but the Goodwill store here also uh, has a, a education center. And I really want to talk about some of the educational opportunities training that people can get so we're going to do that a little bit later in the show um in the news not a whole ton of stuff in the news but more candidates continue to file for the may 3rd primary um for republican convention delegates the new filers are jesse bohannon jack l gardner sharon gills nate griffin and deborah vandermark some of those are familiar to you. Yeah, yeah, most of them. I'm yeah. Sure. Well, Nate Griffin isn't. I'm not sure I know Nate, but 
You, he, yeah, you, you would. I do. He graduated a couple of years ago from Plymouth High School. Well, that's why the um, name is yeah, familiar. That's that's the only way you just recognize yeah. his name that way. Okay. Um, the first candidate to file as a Democratic convention delegate was Michelle Livinghouse, and Michelle also filed for precinct committeeman in Center Township Four. So. That is our second Democrat on the whole three. I now have three pages of filings, and she's the second Democrat to file. Yeah, but tra- traditionally they've always kind of filed late. They they, they wait closer wait to the bit. end. Yeah. yeah. Um, a third Republican candidate has filed for the seventh district representative, uh, Timothy Jaycox, and the seventh district state representative is going to come down into Marshall County and take like a fourth of North Township. I mean, they're just, I don't even know why they bothered to take anything of Marshall County into this 7th District, but they did. So there's just this small little section of North Township that they're taking, and there are now three candidates on the Republican ticket for 7th District State Representative. Um, A couple of additional candidates who have signed up on the Republican Township Board. So these are, each township board has three representatives. Um, A couple of new candidates, they both are filing for the Center Township Board. Uh, Jim Baldwin, who has been sitting on that board for a number of years. And also Bruce Knapp, who uh, has been on that board too. But they both got their filings completed. And then we have some township trustee positions that have filed. Marie Fishburn as the Green Township trustee. Jerry Lamb has filed to be the Polk Township trustee again. Uh, Bailey McIntyre from Tippecanoe Township has filed for that trustee position. That is currently held for from by, oh, goodness. He's the, he's the head of the 911 out at the Marsh County Jail. Uh, and his name totally... Pitney. Yes. Pitney. Yes. I can't remember his first name, but his last name's Pitney. See, and I... So I, there could be a race there. I don't know if I don't know he's going to run again or not. But. That he'll like this, but the way I've remembered his name is that that was the name of Pitney Bowes were oh. the uh, postage <laughs> machines. So I, that's how I remember. And the final one is Stephen Wilhelm, who has filed... Uh, for the Walnut Township trustee position. So candidates still have until February 4th uh, to file. So there, there's still time. And, um, you know, the clerk's office has been very um, accommodating uh, every day, sending an update of the filings for us. So I really like that. Um, another story I did, and I really just wanted to do this to get this general information out to people again so that they know. Uh, during the Marshall County Commissioner's meeting on Tuesday, Commissioner Mike Burroughs uh, wanted to take an opportunity actually to thank the county's IT department for working and bringing county meetings online streaming. Um, and then with the possibility that, you know, you might be working during that nine o'clock county commissioners meeting you can't actually watch it live they now have a, a podcast or a, a, a recording of it so you actually can watch it at your convenience and so i wanted to make sure people know that that's available and how to get it um so 
You can get it through the Marshall County, Indiana government app. Um, on your smartphone, you can go to Marshall County, Indiana, and there's an app, a free app that you can download. So you could actually watch it on your smartphone. You can also go on your laptop to the Marshall County government website, which is um, www.co.marshall.in.us. And then you just scroll down a little bit and you find the place where it says watch meetings live. You click on that. And then any meeting that is live, there'll be a little red live button that shows you it's live. If you scroll down a little further, underneath that is a listing of the meetings that are uh, recorded and you have the opportunity to look at. And there's a little camera off to the right-hand side yeah. that tells you, you know, click there and then you can see it. Um, and those, those recordings will be up for 30 days. So it gives the folks an opportunity. And I really, I just really wanted to make sure that, you know, people know that. Now, the, the one thing that is, does, doesn't work quite like I think it should is the live streaming, streaming part doesn't really give the public an opportunity to comment. Um, I, I do watch the live stream at Bourbon. And I don't know that they, they don't, I don't think they watch online to see if there are comments. I mean, there's face, it's through Facebook, so right. you can actually post something, but I don't think they actually have somebody watching Facebook to say, uh, so-and-so wants to know this. I was going to say, it, they'd almost have to. Get on Teams. Or yeah, but I, what like I'm that, thinking yeah. is they would have to do it the way they do public input, as in at a certain point. Right. Type your question and we'll. If you have one, yeah, that would the, be a good idea. Well, because simply, if somebody's at the meeting and they got to wait until a specific agenda moment to speak to what they want to speak to, it's only fair right. that somebody online who isn't even at the meeting, who I'm not trying to say they don't deserve oh, no. to have a exactly, but if everybody else has to wait. You the, ought to have to wait, and that would be easier because then you could just okay. Here's your time. Send your uh, question okay, if you, if you have got, one. Yeah, type something, yeah. and uh, we'll we'll get to that. Um, well, the county commissioners at this point, this is their solution. All three of them have cell phones. All right. three of them have their cell phone at the meeting in front of them while they're at the meeting. And so Commissioner Burroughs said, you know, text us your question oh. or comment. They're, not to say that we're actually going to have the opportunity to. You know, read it, but it'll be there, and, and we will address it with you at least after the meeting if we don't see it during the meeting. They're better than I am. I can't do that. When I'm when I'm calling a game. To text you may yeah. Well, now especially because I do it through my phone. I yeah. mean, in the old days, at least I might see something if it came up on the screen. But now it's like the text goes off, and I'm like, well, that's going to have to wait. Because... <laughs> <laughs> I, and it was hard for me anyway. When you're doing something right. and you're calling it, it's just... You're concentrating well, you're on what's going on. you're concentrating on what you're sure. doing. And I imagine that's the same with the commissioners. They want to hear what people are saying instead of looking at their phone every... Definitely. Bzz, oh, I will tell you, though, bzz, oh. in one of the meetings I was home and, you know, the commissioners all have microphones. The auditor has a microphone there. Anybody who comes to the table and sits down, has a microphone there. Well, they had a few people in the audience that were talking. Mm -hmm. And it's very difficult to hear them. So right. I actually text Kevin and said, can you make them come to the microphone? 
And he saw it on his phone. So the next person who spoke, he asked them to please come up so people along in line could hear what they were saying. So okay, that now, did work out for me. Now that I know that, I'm giving Kevin fair notice that I'm going to see if I can make him laugh in the middle of a meeting. That's become my mission in life is to watch that stream and see him start chuckling at something right in the And then we, we had devastation from the tornado. That's what I want to see someday. If you do not have their phone numbers, uh, you can go to the Marshall County website. Once again, it's www.co.marshall.in.us. You'll... You'll go to the county building link, and then all of the different offices pop up in there. You'll click on commissioners. It takes you to their page, and then you just scroll down, and their their phone numbers are right there on the page. So there, there's your opportunity um, to at least have some kind of chance to ask a question or, or make a comment or something. So Very good. Uh, last evening, I did go to the Republican called Con- um, Caucus. Um, they needed to fill a vacancy on the Polk Township Advisory Board. Um, Jack Preston held that seat, and he resigned effective December 31st, 2021. But his term doesn't end until December 31st, 2022. So there's a year that they need to fill that. Um, I was very happy that two candidates actually applied for that tim kazanecki and mike norris and i wrote nike instead of mike mike norris well it means victory so there you go um Um, um, they each were given dave holmes told them they each had five minutes to talk there were two precinct committeemen there that had to vote to decide who to fill that that seat in the caucus um, and it, it was mentioned in the meeting, if each one happened to vote for one of them and there's a tie, then the Republican chairman, Dave Holmes, would make that determination. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Kazanecki said that he's basically lived in Polk Township 99% of his life and he plans to continue living in the township for the rest of his life. He said, I complain and complain and my wife thinks that it's time that I should do something about all of my complaining. So that's why he took the opportunity to fill that seat. I respect that. You know, I, I do. I mean, if you're going to complain about it, be part of the, be part the, of the solution. solution. I, I respect that. That's, you, I think that's a good, a good reason to be involved that way. It, it really is. Um, I, you know, I mean, how many times do we say it? Right, you know, all the time. You're going to complain yeah. and, and not get involved with not, the solution. Not going to step up yeah. and. Um, no, I respect that. I, I, you know, that's refreshing to me to hear that mm-hmm. instead of some axe sitting that you back, need to grind. But, yeah, you know, sitting back and waiting and waiting, you know, and making all these comments. I remember a councilman a number of years ago. Well, maybe I shouldn't say this because somebody's going to think I'm taking a shot at them. But uh, I'll tell you off the air. It was amazing. They absolutely admitted to me the only reason they ran is because they wanted one thing done for them. That was the only reason they ran for office was to... Wow. He That's wanted not something, really a good reason. No, he right? wanted something for himself. And so he ran so he could office. get it. I mean, admitted it to me. I'm like, 
dude, you understand? <laughs> but he didn't say it in an open meeting. I was, <laughs> I goodness. couldn't possibly quote him or say anything about it. But yeah, he he just admitted straight to me. Yeah, the only reason I even ran for this was so I could ding 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 ding. You know. Well, so, okay, I will tell you, uh, Mr. Kazanask. Kazaninski um, has had a year uh, a career in construction, and apparently he has a a little get-togethers place in downtown Tiger oh, too. Okay. So they must guys must get together. Oh yeah, you know in downtown. That Tiger. doesn't happen. <laughs> that um, doesn't happen. Wood duck. That doesn't happen <laughs> yeah. at all. Uh, Mike <laughs> Norris. Um, has been around Tyner most of his life. He operates a diesel repair shop out there. Um, and he said the regional sewer district discussions piqued his interest uh, when they were talking okay. about the yeah. Tyner community. Yeah. And he heard there was an opening on the board, and he thought, you know what? I think I could be a good I advisor, so think that's a great I'm going to step up and fill that position. Yeah. Uh, when all was said and done, and all and, and in total, I mean, I was probably there 15 minutes. All was said and done. Tim Kazanowski, Kazanecki, uh, actually was selected to fill that vacancy. Now, both candidates have the opportunity until February 4th because that only takes them to the end of this year. Right. That seat will be open next year. Right. So one of them, somebody's going to have to run, and they both have that opportunity in the May primary. Uh, to run for that seat. So um, Dave Holmes, and um, who's the county chairman, and Deb Vandermark, who is the county clerk, encouraged both of them to step up. And, and, and actually, I think Tim already has, and I believe Mike actually had uh, the paperwork right there with right, him yeah. um, because he, he was interested in filing. So we'll see what happens. Uh, there's still you know a couple weeks for that yet, but... I'll keep you posted on that one. Cool. Um, the Marsh County Commissioners made a couple appointments during their meeting earlier this week. Jeff Cooch has moved out of the county, so he had to resign his position on the Marsh County Board of Zoning Appeals. He was replaced by Trent Bennett. And actually, Mr. Bennett has previously served on the BZA. He moved away, had to resign. He came back, and so he was willing to go back on the board for them. So he's going to fill that vacancy there. Uh, Deborah ha Heschel recently resigned from the Argus Public Library Board, and her term doesn't end until December 31st of this year. And the county commissioners appointed Lacey DeWitt uh, to complete her term. Now, there is one other that kind of came it came up, although it, it, it wasn't we weren't making a decision. Actually, I talked to Commissioner Overmeyer. He thinks they did, they did it already in the first meeting of the new year. But the county auditor, Julie Fox, brought to the county commissioners that a question arose on the politics of Matt Miller, who currently sits on the county health board. Um, he's already set a term on the county health board, and now um, his new term would start this month. And he, I think it's a four-year term, actually. And she said that the question came up is, is he a Republican or is he an independent? And that's one of the boards that you can have no more than four candidates from the same political party. It's a seven-member board, so you can only have four Democrats or four Republicans or four Libertarians. Right. So, yeah, um, there is some regulation. And then the board also, the state code has some regulations, too. 
Um, and so I put that information in here that four of the members have to have knowledge in public health and at least two of them have to be licensed physicians. Oh. The other two appointees that have to have some public health knowledge could come from being a registered nurse, a registered pharmacist, a licensed dentist, a hospital administrator, a social worker, an attorney with experience in healthcare matters, a school superintendent, a veterinarian, a professional engineer, or an environmental scientist. And then there are two positions that are open. So that's four people there. Then there are two positions that are open for the general public, just yeah. people from the public. That's six. And then the third and final seat can be filled with either a representative from the general public or somebody that fits into one of those categories okay. that I read. Yeah. Ours actually is a general pu public person. Um, but the question that she brought up was that Mr. Miller has been a regular voter in the general election, but he has only in his life ever voted in one primary. Right, yeah. And he did poll in R. Yeah. So he did vote Republican in that primary. But she didn't know if that was enough that he could, could declare that he was a Republican or is he really an independent yeah. Because he hasn't voted. I looked at the state statute, and I think it, if he's an independent, okay. Yeah. That we have – we have. so then I, I gave you guys the information on who is actually on the board. So the makeup of our current board is Dr. Craig Miller, and he is a Republican. Sure. And he is a licensed doctor. And Dr. John Larson, again, a licensed doctor and a Republican. Then we have a dentist, Tom Petavoli, and he is a Republican and sits on the board. He fills that other category. And we have a veterinarian, Georgette Samuelson. She is an independent. Mm -hmm. And then our members of the general public are Ali Shook, a Democrat, Tracy Fox, a Democrat, and Matt Miller, a Republican. And um, so even if he is an independent... It would. It still wouldn't mess up the makeup of the board. the The statute does not say you must have four from one party. Right. It says you can have no more than four from one party. Okay, I, I agree with you completely. However, just a scenario, and I don't, I can't <laughs> conceive any possible. Well, nowadays maybe I could conceive a possible reason why you would want to control the health board. Um, what's to stop, say, one of the parties from having all their people declare independent, and you get six independents? You on could the only board. have I I I don't know. I mean, is, is that independent category limited well, to four people let's too? See. You I get would think four of them. You get four, three Democrats, and you got a, and, and those independents yeah. are just in name only. Then you got a whole board of of one or the other. So. I get how that conceivably would be a problem. Like I said, I can't. Other than nowadays, yeah, I could see <laughs> yeah, why somebody, somebody would. would that, oh, yeah, just, I can figure that yeah. out right now. Especially can, with COVID. I can tell you right now why they would want to. Um, but uh, 
I would be considered a Republican by that. That one vote. That, yeah, it was... Years ago. God, uh, <laughs> it, it was almost 50 years ago. But I was 18. I was determined I was going to vote in some election. The The primary was I the only one. I got the chance one. to do it. I want to vote. I had strong feelings about George Bush as opposed to Ronald Reagan. So I went okay. in and I cast my vote for George Bush. So, but that's the only primary I've ever <laughs> voted in. Um and so you know, and honestly, I'm going to admit something. I was voting against Reagan in that one. I, I know. Now I'm going to be crucified in the town square. Oh, I don't think because so. I don't believe in the Messiah of this country. But no, I I had some very strong reservations about him that proved to be well founded. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and I just and I like. Bush. I thought he had the background. He'd been a, a diplomat. He'd run. I mean, he had a lot of the experience yeah. I felt was necessary for that office. So I thought, I'm going to go in there and do that. It's the only time I've ever voted in a primary. So and, and I, anybody who knows me knows that I am flaming independent. I see? do not vote. A, I've never voted a straight ticket of any sort. Um, and so, uh, but I would be by that criteria, a Republican. Well, that, and that's the thing that they're not sure of, because Julie Fox, she's the one who brought it up. She's the county auditor. And she says, I can't, I don't feel comfortable making that determination. Um, so they actually asked the county attorney to review the state statute and report back to them about, because he wasn't even sure there you had to have that political makeup. Well, you do, because right. I looked at yeah. the state statute yesterday. Um, but he also... They've also asked him to, to determine what constitutes somebody being a, a registered Republican, a registered Democrat, or an independent right. um, to get some, some. But even if Mr. Miller is deemed to be an independent, there's only one independent. So we now we have two independents on the board. Um, you know, I, I, I don't think it's going to make any difference. And he's already sat on the board for four years. Right. So now he's coming back for four more years. Yeah. And that's not an easy board to get people to sit on. No. And so. like I said, it's one of those that I, until this recent situation, would believe anybody would want to have control of. I mean, it's just, if you're making decisions for the common health good of people, I mean, that, that in my mind... I guess all political office should go beyond personal agenda and think about the good of all. But yeah, I like I said until recently, I can't imagine why you'd want to load that board anyway. Yeah. But but there is right that thing. now. There's this thing with right with yeah. all kinds of things politics that, and yeah, yeah masks which, and vaccines yeah, yeah. and all that. But. So uh, you know, I could I could get it now, but you know, and also. The scenario of how do you do that? Well, you have five of your party members say they're independent, and boom, you got the now whole you board covered. your way. So yeah, I right. I get it. Um, I don't think I'm real concerned about it, but <laughs> I get it. So also, uh, there's a story on the website from the Indiana Department of Education on Thursday. They released data on the school enrollment for the 21-22 school year. So I went through all the different schools, and actually across the state, we've actually seen, they call it significant growth, a 5.25% increase. So, um, 
looking at the schools here in Marshall County, Argus has the smallest corporation with 645 students total. The Culver Community School Corporation is second. Their total count is 827. Next is Triton with an enrollment of 918. The two biggest school corporations in the county are Bremen Public Schools with 1,479 students. And the Plymouth Community School Corporation has 3,359 students. So I also thought, you know, we have a couple of school corporations that actually cross county lines. Mm -hmm. So I went and looked up um, and Union North United Schools, that's up at Lakeville, between Lakeville and La Paz there. They have 1,274 students. And the John Glenn School Corporation actually has 2,003 students. So uh, that's why I posted that story. I just wanted you guys to kind of see that information. I also posted um, a release from uh, the chief regional clinical officer from St. Joe Health Systems. Um, we we are one of the community partners with them, right. and so they and it's a long release. Uh, I'm not going to go through. And I actually pulled some of it out. I didn't use every bit of it, but in her release, she talks about the important developments concerning the COVID-19 pandemic. She talks about the changes regarding the CDC and the COVID isolation and quarantine, and actually masks too. Right. And so, um, and so. Um, it talks about that. She she talks about the number this morning. So yesterday morning, there were 88 patients in the St. Joe Health System hospitals here in, in Marshall County. Um, and in Michiana, there have been over 80 deaths in St. Joe Elkhart and Marshall County the past two weeks. Yeah. So it's a long article. You can read down through it. It talks about the, you know... Um, the the medications to help combat it and the limited supply that they have of those um but i thought i thought i thought maybe some people would believe you know what a hospital said is going on in their their world right so i'm not sure that's true but that's what i did yeah so all right all right well we need to take our first break of the morning oh i got a text here somebody sent me a joke which sorry i'm not going to read it on the air but i want them to know that it's an amazing coincidence i think maybe they have a, a microphone hooked up in the uh, studio because it's the exact same joke that bob told me this morning at about eight o'clock so <laughs> okay uh, it must be a joke that's going around i don't know Interesting. but thank you thank you for the text but i'm sorry i'm gonna keep that one to my to myself very good. All right, we have uh, something. Yeah, we should. Yeah. Let's see. Friday, I'm going to guess it's Pizza, Pizza Bills. Bills. Yes, yeah. a $15 gift certificate from Pizza Bills. We got something else in too. downtown Plymouth. Oh, okay. I know what that's for. All right, we'll put that over here. Yeah, birthdays coming up today too. So uh, we got fifteen pizza bills. I have not tried the gum chocolate gummies out there. That you I'm haven't tried them yet. Assuming that they sent those over. Yes, they did. So I put um, them out there so you could check them out. I haven't had an opportunity. Chocolate to covered do that gummy yet. bears. Yeah, that that sounds fascinating to me. But uh, we have uh, we have to vamp a little bit. 
Okay. I'll answer. Uh, let's, I'll answer the uh, phone. Let's give uh, this away to caller number six nine three six four zero nine six five seven four nine three six four zero nine six. Caller six uh, is going to get a fifteen dollar gift certificate from Pizza Bills. I'm Eric Berman. The House has passed the bill blocking employer vaccine mandates. Companies could require unvaccinated workers to get tested once a week, but can't force them to get the shot. House Majority Leader Matt Lehman says people are afraid of getting fired. I get calls and they're crying. I don't know what the future holds. Help me. Because I, I really want to, to, to not get this vaccination. My employers tell me I have to. I need some protections. Healthcare workers would still have to get vaccinated. They're covered by a federal order. Democrats and a handful of Republicans argue the bill is bad health policy and bad business policy. A bill adding political parties to the school board ballot faces a Tuesday deadline to move to the House floor. There wouldn't be primaries for school board, but Union City Republican J.D. Prescott's bill would list candidates with their party affiliation. I've been hearing from more and more constituents that would like to know where our school board members stand on the political spectrum so they have a better understanding of how they should cast their vote uh, during the general elections. The Indiana School Boards Association says schools aren't immune from politics, but warns it would be not the exception but the norm if the bill passes. The Senate votes next week on a package of anti-crime bills. Indianapolis Senator Mike Young's bill would require judges to read the police affidavit on a violent crime before setting bail. And it would require at least $40,000 bail for repeat violent offenders. I can't tell a future. I don't know who's going to do the murder, but I do know if you're a violent felon, if you've been convicted of a violent crime, you're more likely to commit another crime of violence or murder than anyone else. Those are the ones we do know. We have the ability to keep our citizens safe. Two bills specifically target crime in Indianapolis. Those bills create a half million dollar grant fund for crime fighting and a system for different police agencies to work together on safety downtown. With State House Review, I'm Eric Berman, Network Indiana. Music is a bridge between the material and the spiritual. My name is Harvey Lauer, and I'm 82. As a blind person, you have to be aware that nobody can tell you what you can or can't do. You really have to try things. My folks got me a little radio in 1940, and that was the best Christmas present I ever got. When I was 11 years old is when I started to uh, play music, play the piano, and then the accordion, and then the cello. My wife, who was also blind, was a good cook. When she died, that's when I started Meals on Wheels. America, let's do lunch. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. The Belmart BP station at the corner of Michigan and Jefferson Streets in downtown Plymouth not only provides BP fuel to keep you moving down the road, but they can also keep you moving throughout the day. Some gas can cause nasty dirt deposits to build up on critical engine parts, dragging your fuel economy down and leading to unexpected trips to the mechanic. 
all grades of BP gasoline have Invigorator, a cleaning agent that helps defend your engine against dirt to give you more miles to the tank, and that means more easy going for you. And how about the fuel you put in your own tank? The Belmart BP station has Gatorade Thirst Quencher, two for $3.50, or the new Buy a Boost. It's a Wonder Water, a plant-based energy drink, two for $4. Check out the Belmart Coffee Bar with hyper-caffeinated Jamaica Me Crazy, Blueberry Muffin, or Decaf Coffee. Plymouth Belmart BP opens at 4 a.m. for all you early birds. If you want to know what's going on in Marshall County, just reach for the Pilot News. Local government, people, and places. Since 1851, the Pilot News has been Marshall County's only daily local newspaper. So when you want to know what's happening around town, pick up the Pilot News. Call 936-3101 today and have everything in Marshall County delivered to your doorstep. The Pilot News. WTCA in Plymouth. Be part of the conversation by calling 574-936-4096 or text the show at 574-307-6647. And now here's Kathy and Rusty. I want to say congratulations to Kate. She's going to be eating some pizza bills. Uh, Debbie Coble with us. You ever been to pizza bills yet? Or? I have not. Oh, you got to try it. All right. Got to try it. Got to try it. Uh, if I might make a suggestion... Yes. The, the sub is one of the best sandwiches in Florida. Okay. Fantastic. All right. Uh, in case you're wondering who I'm talking to, uh, <laughs> Debbie Koval's with us. Uh, you are the president and CEO of Goodwill, correct? Correct. It's the first time I've ever had a president okay. in here. I feel, <laughs> I feel, uh, I feel special. Um, I want to. We were talking a little bit off air mm-hmm. about some things. Uh, we're going to get into uh, a little bit of a different tag, but I wanted to give you a chance to talk about uh, the way. Um, goodwill is set up. I mean, I know a lot of people want to donate local right. and that kind yes. of stuff, and that's that's really what you guys do. Absolutely. Um, when you bring um, merchandise, you and I were talking just about how awesome Plymouth has been in welcoming us, and not only on the store side, but on the donation side too. And so, our goal and our attempt is to keep everything that is given in this community in this community. And the only time that that changes is sometimes if we get overwhelmed with donations, then we will take them to our South Bend uh, facility and we will store them there. But um, but it is our goal that that we support the community back right. by what they give us and by the jobs that we're able to create and um, the people we're able to help. And you did so. uh, make the point that you don't make two point four million. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> you know that that. Emails started back in the 90s, I think. Um, and, and you know, the, the Mark Curran has gotten raises over the years. And, you know, there is no Mark Curran in the Goodwill system. And there is nobody who owns Goodwill. We are a community-based organization. Um, and I have a board of directors that I report to. And, and um, they ensure that we are doing the best to serve the community with the resources that we have. So, yes, we can get that myth off the table. 
And you know, and and I understand people's concern. They want to make sure the money that they're they're spending or or giving is going where it's supposed to go. And you have a board that makes sure that happens. Absolutely. You know, I think the other thing too is when you come into a Goodwill store, it is does not look or feel like a traditional thrift store, right? Right. Be and we do that very very intentionally. Um, I kind of liken us into the Martin supermarket of Mm. the thrift world, if you would, because. We depend so much on the community support through donations and through sales that we want to make sure our shoppers have the best experience that they possibly can have. Mm -hmm. And so we want to make sure that that we do that. And and that's by creating the environment we create with our stores. And everybody has has some contact. I I (laughs) shop there pretty much exclusively. Um, Everybody's had contact with that part of your operation. Absolutely. Um, And I I imagine everybody has been in. How many? I imagine you had a lot of people come in with the new store already. We have. I don't have a number off the top of my head, but I have to tell you, as, as again, as you and I were yeah. talking before, um, this has been our Plymouth grand opening was one of the best. I've, as of tomorrow, I'll be with Goodwill for thirty-two years, mm-hmm. and I've been in this role now for a little over eight, and I cannot think of a larger grand opening. Plymouth broke all of our previous mm. records for grand openings. Wow. And so, and you all haven't stopped. I mean, <laughs> you the support that we get in donations and in sales and to be able to do the things we want to do, it's just absolutely amazing. Now, this is a center, too. Uh, yes. It's not just a store. No. Um, and that's kind of what we wanted to focus on today because I don't know that everybody knows all the things that you guys do, which are many, many yes. things. Yes. Um, I wherever you want to start, <laughs> I know that because the, there's way, way to. Um, oh, let's. Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute because you got some events coming up. <laughs> mm-hmm. We'll hit those at the end so sure. people can can uh, uh, get those. But talk about some of the program. I know there's a lot of employment things that you guys do absolutely so our mission of goodwill is actually about strengthening communities by empowering individuals and families through three pillars it's education training and job development and so on the education end of things um while this isn't located in plymouth it is located in south bend we have our excel centers Mm -hmm. and those are high schools for adults so somebody who's not eight who's over 18 and didn't get their high school diploma lives in indiana we can do it tuition free and we will provide free child care while they are in class. Wow. So, and again, it's it's an accelerated model, so you can get it done a little bit quicker, um, either dual credit or through Ivy Tech or certification for a skill in, in your community where it's going to help you make that jump into a wage that you can have what we call the most abundant living. Right, yeah. And so, um, and then we also then on job training, of course, we do offer a lot of different things. We offer digital skills training. Uh, we are moving more and more into the hard skills arena so that folks have that. Um, they can be able to earn that wage that's going to sustain them. Right. And we work with people who have disabilities. And so, and then that is just, that's one of our core programs. We don't talk about it a whole lot, but individuals who um, have limitations and need some extra help finding that right match of a job for them. We're going to work with them to help focus in on what they're really good at and kind of stay away from those things that that they're not so good at. And then if they need some um, accommodations, we'll work with the employer. Um, Another myth out there is that if I need an accommodation, it's going to cost the employer a ton of money. 
and I mean most accommodations are less than fifty dollars. Right. So it really is usually pretty easy. Um, so. I think that's the part that everybody kind of knows about Goodwill is mm-hmm. the, the folks with disabilities right. that you've, you've worked yes. with them for years. That's kind of been one of the things you've uh-huh. done. Yeah. Um, the others, I'm not so sure. You know, the high school so. thing, I didn't even know so. about. Yes. So, um, now, can anybody, anybody can just come in and you guys Anybody can come up? in, yes. They can actually go to excelcenterhs.org and they can actually apply right online. And then the neat thing about this is, is that um, we'll work with you to get your transcript from your from your former school, right. and then we will actually be able to give you some credits to jumpstart it, and then you'll be assigned a life coach who will will do some testing to make sure that we get you where you need to start, and then they'll create that path for you to get your high school diploma as quickly as you can. Um, it really is. It really is a phenomenal program. We opened in 2015 up in South Bend, mm-hmm. um, and again, folks from Marshall County are more than welcome to come up and see us. So for that. Um, now you mentioned digital. What was it? Is that that has to do with? I'm assuming computers. And it things does. Like that? Yes. So um, we have several contracts that we have right now. One is with Google. Um, Grow with Google. Mm. It's everything from learning. I, I always joke that you know that there are still people who don't know that a mouse clicks it doesn't squeak when you're on the computer Um, there are folks out there who still don't have email addresses and so we work with individuals to help them get very very comfortable and then we have all different levels we'll have folk things that focus on excel or on um, word on uh, word all the way up to you can actually do an it support certification um, through us with the programs that we have to offer. So it's, it's the range is so wide that really any skill set can, can develop from it. And the thing is, too, I've noticed, uh, you know, back in the days when I was looking for a job, this mm-hmm. never came up, but they want to know if you're proficient in certain kinds of software. Absolutely, yes. That's very important to be able to put that down. And so then as you go through the programs and you get certifications and so there are certificates. And so then you can actually show those to an employer that, yes, and this isn't, oh, I just sat there in the class for eight hours and did nothing. No, this is competency based right. that you have to prove that you have the skill to do it. Yeah, and and, and so. that's got to be extremely useful yes. for folks. Um, now, uh, oh, I'm trying to remember the, the other one that... Um, you will also, I, I don't, it's not like an employment agency, but you, you've got connections that you can help folks with too, correct? Absolutely, yes. So um, we can be the match.com for employers. Okay, there you <laughs> go. That? Yeah, yeah. Um, don't swipe so, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we, we, and we work from both ends. So employers at no charge can come and list their items with us. Um, they can even use our Career Center to come and have um, interviews or to host job fairs. We'll be more than happy to help them do that. We call them hiring events if it's right. just in one employer. Um, but then as people come in, we will look at those postings that we have or find out what are they interested in, where's their skill set. Um, we're going to help them get that resume together. Um, the example that I use, too, if you've been, you know, I mentioned I've been with Goodwill for 32 years. If I were to go out and look for a job, it's going to be a whole lot different than it was 32 years ago, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) And so when we have folks that have been longer term in jobs, this whole online applying Mm. can be very foreign to them. So we're going to work with them and help them um, get those applications in via via the websites and then help them make the contacts, do the follow-up and all that they need to do. 
until we can make that right match for what they're looking for with the employer that that sees the benefit of hiring them. It's interesting because we had uh, Chris from the Neighborhood Center in a little bit earlier this week. Uh-huh. She made the comment that there's a lot of folks that come in and they have to navigate them through the online application process because most places that's where you start nowadays. Right, it is. And she says it can so. be enormously confusing. So, it, <laughs> so yeah. they have trouble getting through it. It really is. I mean, you know, some websites are easy to navigate. Other websites are very clunky um, or they're very antiquated. And so it's not an easy process. And everyone looks different. Right. And so, again, if you're not real comfortable on the computer, just having somebody sit there by your side and help you walk through that just takes a tremendous amount right. of stress off of you. You also mentioned resumes. And that's mm-hmm. – I they're different than they used to be and, <laughs> they and they're, they're really important they are yes um and you i'm assuming have experts in that can help you with those we absolutely do you know one of the things going back to what we used to do what we do now sure. you know do not put the date you graduated from high school or college on there so <laughs> that just tells them how old you are um you don't want to do that no. so you know some people depending upon the industry they're going into are putting their pictures on resumes uh, that's you right know? Yeah. Um, and so depending, again, depending upon the industry, you want your resume to look a little bit different to match that. Um, if you're going to be in, going into, the, into, you know, working at a law firm, you probably don't want a really flashy resume. You want more and more traditional, right, sure. you know, versus if you're going into more creative industry, you're going to want that resume to really stand up and dance yeah. to get their attention. And again, those are the things that we can kind of help you with. So. I'm thinking, and you know, you brought it up. In my case, uh, uh, it's been, good Lord, I can't even, <laughs> my math skills aren't good enough to remember the last time I had to have a resume. I, uh, If I'm wanting to look for another job, uh-huh. I mean, it, it has to be helpful if I come in and say, you know, I'm working, and I, but I want right. to change. Yes. I don't know how to write a resume anymore. Yes. And we're going to sit down with you and help you do that. So help you gather all that information you need. You know, again, how long should your resume be? Should it be one yeah. page? Should it be five pages? Again, it's going to be industry specific of what that should look like and how much information should be on there and what you want on there. Um, again, you know, we can we can sit down and help you do that. Yeah, so. th- things have changed so much in that way because they talk about uh, now. Back when I was first looking, it's one page. You don't want right. more than one page on your. <laughs> that's it. No, never use more than one page. Right. And that that's changed the photo. Right. Uh, I hate to think what would have happened to me if I had to have a photo on it. <laughs> yeah. but, um, but, you know, it, cover letters, too, I'm thinking, letters, have changed yes. a lot. Yes. And they look very different when you're sending them in electronically because right. you very seldom mail a resume right. anymore. Yeah. You're going to send it electronically. So what does that look like? Is that just the email? Is your email serving as your cover letter? And then your resume attached, or do you yeah. need the separate ones? Or you're doing it online. They don't want you to add a cover letter. They just simply want the resume. Right. Just a lot of things. Amanda, who is our um, career center manager down here, she can just walk you through those and what you need to do for that specific industry. Yeah, that would be extremely helpful. Um, And like you said before, it's not something that's limited if you're looking for your first job. Right. If you've got a job, you can come in and ask. Yeah, and that's that's the great thing. If you're just kind of, you know, a lot of folks are kind of looking around right now. I mean, you know, COVID has done a lot of things. and, And a lot of people are rethinking their careers. And is it what they want? And so, again, our Career Center is a wonderful place to come in and explore that um, and get some ideas, take some assessments. Where are you, you know, where does your heart lie? You know, what do you, 
say jokingly, what do you want to be when you grow up? You know? <laughs> and so, and, you know, those of us that are, that are quote unquote grown up, you yeah. know, um, what do we want to be when we grow up? You right. know, if we're ending our near our end stage of our career, are we right? We see a lot of people that want to make a change, you know, especially if they've been in a high demand position. They're just kind of ready to do something that maybe they can give back because they didn't have that opportunity when they were at the peak of their career. Right. And so, again, we are just this great place to come and explore those kinds of things. Now, you also have programs for younger people, too, don't you? We do. So we have a program through Work One. It's called WIOA, um, the Workforce Investment Opportunity Act, because <laughs> we go. have real creative names. Sure. Um, and where we work with... Um, we work with kids that are in high school that are at risk of not graduating. And so we have a program called Jobs for America Graduates. And we will work with juniors and seniors in that arena and help them. We're actually in the school working with them to get through high school. And last year, our graduation rate for kids who are at risk for not graduating was 96%. Wow. And so then we're helping them think beyond high school, though. You know, is it college? Is it a career? What training do you need? And let's get you on the right path. Then we serve the older youth, um, mm -hmm. 16 to 24. They may or may not be in school. They may be a dropout, whatever. And again, we're going to do the same thing. Where are you at? Where do you want to go? How do we help you get onto that path at this age so you're not floundering 10 years from now yeah. and you have clear direction and motivation? Um, and all these are kids that, who are at risk for making not really good decisions. Right. So, and we get to be a part of their life and help steer them. And I, you know, you guys have the, the finger on the pulse. Um, it's like um, um, three of my kids are in trades now. Uh, I mean, absolutely. They, they got, one of them went to college and said, you know, this isn't for me. Mm -hmm. I think I want to get involved in something else. Yes. And, um, so, you know, you've got the whole gamut. I mean, if they're looking for an accounting job, it's fine, but they're mm -hmm. the trades as well. Absolutely. You know, and I think that, you know, we really need to take a look at our kids today. Um, college is a wonderful place oh, to yeah. be, but yeah. it is not for everybody. Yeah. And now with where we're at in the environment, you can make some phenomenal money oh, yeah. in the trades oh, yeah. and picking a specific skill set that you want to hone in on and master. Um, it's really just amazing. It is amazing. I, I my youngest, he's 19. He makes more in a week than I make in a month. Uh, <laughs> you ask him for a loan? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that has come up a couple of times, but no. I and, think you need to ask him for an allowance. I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> you are a problem solver. That is that is a good I'm, so I'm just saying, you know, all those years you gave him an allowance. And you know, I'm I didn't even, I didn't even have to come in and, and, and go through the <laughs> you just gave that to me for nothing. So oh. I'm happy with that. Um, but yeah, I think that's what, something that people have to understand. Um, I had one son who was planning on going into the trades. Uh -huh. Um from the beginning and you know i kept encouraging well why don't you go get a construction management degree mm -hmm. or something like that and he said i don't want to come out of college with a hundred thousand dollar debt Absolutely. i gotta pay off. yes so a uh, lot of reasons and you guys can hook people up with those absolutely you know and we partner our partnership with ivy tech is becoming stronger and stronger and so as we work with people to you know we do some certifications in-house but then we also partner to do certifications for folks so again just as you said you know what resources do we have to help pay for that because we don't want to put people behind the eight ball just to start out with right. they're just getting their lives started so we want to work with them to help them make good choices financially 
and for their future. Along that line, too, I mean, there's some that, that maybe they want to be a carpenter or an mm-hmm. electrician. There are uh, apprenticeship programs. Can Absolutely. you help them with that? I mean, you probably yes. involved with those. So folks. we can actually help steer them to get into those. So we do some of that already. Um, we are in the process um, up in South Bend. We just purchased um, the our the building where we're housing our Excel Center. It is um, over in the Bendix area, so mm-hmm. we're calling it the Bendix sure. Campus. Yeah. And when we get the renovation completed, we will actually be doing construction training. Um, they're on site. We're also looking in Elkhart again. Um, so folks who are down here in, in Plymouth, I mean, that's not a far drive no. to come up and get those kinds of things. And so. Um, once we get this building, we're just so excited to get this building up and going um, and do, we'll be looking at automotive training. Oh, cool. That is yeah. one that we oh, are yeah. in our community. We are in desperate need oh, yeah. for tax in the automotive industry. And so we've got some dealerships pretty excited that we're going <laughs> to, we're going to be looking at that. So, yeah, I know, I know a few that are looking for <laughs> folks and yes. they would take, they, they really want folks in that. And it's harder than it used to be. I mean, you may even, I, I'm going to throw this out too. I don't know the answer to it, but if somebody is already a tech, mm-hmm. but you know, I, there was one guy I was talking to said that they, they had people in their shop who didn't auto shop that didn't know what a, a I think it was a carburetor was because <laughs> yeah. they don't, they don't have them anymore. Uh-huh. Right. Um, yes. Now they had a few that were like, that made fun of them for that, but uh-huh. you know, those guys who that know what the carburetor is probably uh-huh. could use some extra training i would imagine absolutely you can, you can do we that. can do that yeah. absolutely you know and the neat thing about it is as we work with folks in the automotive you know work ours is going to be pretty basic training we'll be working with the dealerships and when our folks get done they're going to have a choice of going to a dealership and continuing their training sure or ivy tech offers um actually a two-year degree in automotive um training and so folks will have options and so, or they could do it simultaneously. They could sure. work and go to school at the same time. We're just there to help get them started. Sure. Um, is there anything else you guys do employment-wise? Because so, I, I, I kind of yeah, want to get so, into the family, sure. too, because you yes. do that stuff. But how about employment? So the other thing that we do is, um, employment-wise, is we work with individuals who are returning from prisons or oh, jails. Okay, yeah. Which is really, really important. Yeah. It's, I mean, honestly, it's a little easier right now because... With the employment situation we're at, employers who used to say it would never take somebody who has done time in prison, there are employers that are rethinking that. And yeah. I'm really glad for that because, you know, for the most part, um, and, and Goodwill's probably the leader in this and the number of people that we employ that have come out of the prison system. I mean, I don't know the percentage off the top of my head, but I know it's large. Yeah. And those are folks that, you know, they've done their time. They're ready to make a new start. And the best way for them not to return to old habits is for them to get employment. We know this. This is this yeah. has been proven time and time again. So we really want to work with them to get them into that environment as quickly as we can. Walk alongside of them and the employer um, until they get fully integrated into it. But, you know, we got guys coming out of prison that have been there for 20 to 30 years, yeah. you know. Think, I mean, we just talked about the difference in job seeking. But sure. think about how much the world has changed oh, in yeah. 20 to 30 years yeah. and trying to acclimate yourself back into this environment. Um, again, we're going to walk alongside of them and help them do that. And, yeah, getting a job when you're out is, to me, that seems to be the biggest hurdle. Absolutely. Uh, for them because, yes. you know, I – 
a lot of employers are like, yeah, well, I don't know if I want to go that route, but I, it, it's got to help. I mean, it just logically has to help if they can come in with a skill yes. that's valuable to that employer. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if they come alongside with an agency that's backing them, because we've done some preliminary stuff, we've, we've tested and tried them. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we can say, look, they've, they've worked with us, they're here, you know. So if an employer is hesitant to do that, um, to work with an agency like right. Goodwill, um, to go through them to hire people um, really makes can kind of give them that extra sense of sure. security that they might want. Yeah, because just because you made a mistake doesn't mean you're going to make another one. Absolutely, um, absolutely. It, I'm sure it happens, but you know, like it you does, said, the the server the 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 uh, uh, <laughs> what's the word? Oh, research. It's a popular uh-huh. word these days. Yes. Research that they've done proves recidivism absolutely. goes backwards. Yes, if they get a job. Out. Absolutely, you're right. It does. I mean. Right now, for the guys that we work with, we have only about a 7% recidivism rate for the group that we really measure that on. Sure. Um, whereas, if you're not engaged in anything overall, it's about 33%. Yeah. So, big difference. So, And you think about how much money we save um, our cities and our yeah. counties when we can do this. Well, and so. we've had a problem with jail population. Oh, absolutely. And you want to keep yes. people out yes. is what you want to do. Yes. Uh, makes sense. You have money and a sense of self-worth because you're Absolutely. going to work and, and making a check mm-hmm. every week. Yeah. Um, now, I don't want to call them social pro- – you deal with families as well, too, with some programs. Am I right on that? Or We do. So we do – unfortunately, um, we try to get – a grant to come down to Marshall <laughs> County for this and we didn't we weren't successful so we're still going to work on it though but we do have our nurse family partnership program mm. um and so right now it's Laporte um St. Joe and Elkhart County it is a state-funded program and we can only do the counties they say we can okay. do yeah. um but it is working with first-time moms and we will they come to us by their 28th week of pregnancy they get assigned a nurse at no again at no cost to them and the nurse is going to walk along with mom and family through that pregnancy and then up to two years after baby is mm. born to make sure mom and baby are doing well. Um, on the goodwill side of things, then, we're going to work with the family to make sure that folks that are maybe unemployed or underemployed, we're going to help them get um, get where they would like to go so that this baby has the greater opportunity right. to grow in an environment that is less stressed about finances, mom's more confident, the family's more confident, and we know babies flourish in those kinds of thing, areas. Anything else you want to talk about? Because I want to get so, into the events so, you got coming so, up. No, we can go. We can okay. move to Why the events. Why don't we do that? Okay. Because um, there's some, some good ones coming up now. Uh, you're having a hiring event on uh, February 16th, correct? Yes. Okay. Uh, at Plymouth and Warsaw. Um, yes. What is it going to be a bunch of employers or? or? So in that particular case, it will most likely just be one or two employers. Um, Again, COVID doesn't help us a whole lot in these (laughs) things. You know, we have to keep that social distancing going still here. And so if they're interested, they can get a hold of the career center exactly to find out which employer or employers are going to be there. Um, Back in the day when we do job fairs, um, I remember one we had in Mishawaka. We had 400 people come through our doors almost. And, you know, we had probably 15 employers um and so it was it was really great so but when we do a hiring event that is going to be a much smaller number of employers so one or two usually now do you want so, them to call ahead and let them know you're coming no or? that's no okay. what i would advise them though is that they're going to need help with a resume 
to do come in and work with um, to work with the manager. Amanda again here is down in Plymouth. Make sure they get in early to see Amanda so mm, that they have yeah. that ready to go and not trying to do that day of because it's only a couple hour event. So there's not going to be a whole <laughs> lot of time to do both. So preparation is key. Yeah. So oh, resume. Yeah. I yeah. totally forgot. Minor details, right? Yeah. Um, now this is something we did. Financial literacy. Yes. Uh, First Source Bank's going to be doing that. So yes. Yeah, so First Source. Um, First Source and TCU are our greatest partners in this mm -hmm. arena. And so one of the things that we know is people really need to have a good, solid foundation on literacy. Sure. And so what better way than to partner with a bank to <laughs> yeah. be able to do that? So you come in um, for two to three, and we're going to start working with you, help, you know, budgeting, those kinds of things, um, and work with you to, to get you on solid ground to start that process. And, and those usually just, how long do they last? An oh, hour. it says two to three. Yeah, an hour. So well, it's only an hour out of your day. Right, exactly. <laughs> and nine chances out of ten, you're going to learn something. Well, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's February 17th uh -huh. from two to three. Oh, we yes. should mention the hiring event, 16th, is from one to three. Correct, yes. Um, now, GW workshop days, what are those? So those would be... Um, Oh, an interview this, workshop. Yeah, interview workshop, yeah. So there, you know, we talked about the resume, but we mm -hmm. well, we didn't talk about how the interview yeah. questions have changed. Yeah. Oh, you know? yeah. And so um, my favorite question when I'm doing interviewing, I always ask, like to ask is, tell me a little bit about yourself, <laughs> because then I can find out a whole bunch of stuff that I'm probably not supposed to ask you if you're a talker. <laughs> Okay, very and good. And so, you know, that's just time spent on how do you answer those questions. Again, if you're somebody who maybe has had a brush with the law in the past, how do you answer that question? Yeah. You know, how are you going to deal with that? Because what you want to make sure is you own what you did, mm -hmm. but you also want to make sure that you can demonstrate to the employer that you have changed your behavior, you have changed the way you live your life, and you've learned from it. Right. So those are the kinds of things we're going to go over. See, so, that's yeah. a little bit counterintuitive. I know that um, um, my wife works for Pro Resources, which is a hiring, uh -huh. and, uh -huh. and they make it very, very clear. Look, if you have had an arrest, mm -hmm. put it on there. Absolutely. We'll work with you on yes. that. But if you don't tell us about it, Yes. What does that tell us about you, that you've concealed that from us? That's, so, that's it, exactly. Yeah. You know, and more and more employers are doing background checks, you yeah. know. And so you need to own it. It happened, you know. Um, we've been involved in a lot of ex and some expungement activities up in South Bend, which has been great. Um, so if you've had it expunged, that's a whole yeah, different story, sure. right? But, you know, you need to own it. But you need then to, to t be able to talk about it and be comfortable talking about what have you done to get past it? Right. I'm not that person anymore. So. <laughs> and you make a good point because that's what my wife does is background yes. checks. Uh -huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> um, and and anymore, um, that's as much for – she literally works for Homeland Security in that way. Oh, they yeah. want to make sure that you're not – ever yeah. since 9-11, they've got all that going on. But they yeah. they say it over and over again. If, yeah. if you have an arrest, please yes. don't keep it off. We'll work yes. with you. We'll figure and, it out. And don't assume they're just looking around the area where you live right now. Right. You need to, you know, wherever you have lived, right. you need to deal with that because the background checks are, are much more sophisticated than they used to be. Now, on the digital skills, well, uh -huh. um, the, it says you work at your own pace. And so I'm assuming that you're not going to throw them into, okay, you want to <laughs> do some programming here. Let's get some 
code or whatever. It's going to be as they yeah. need the proficiency. So, yes. So what they're going to do initially when they come in, there's an assessment they're going to take. Mm -hmm. And to get the baseline of skill where they're at, and then they'll start working from that point. Um, and do, do you typically need more than one uh, workshop or can you get most of it done in one it's going to depend upon what you okay, want yeah so if you're just looking you know i kind of laugh with my excel skills every now and then i say <laughs> i need to t i need to sign up for our digital skills training <laughs> yeah i know what <laughs> to which excel my staff is goes, yes that's you do. the limit of my knowledge yeah. <laughs> i know what it is that's pretty much it so it's going to really depend if there's just something specific that you're wanting to learn yeah there's a good chance you're going to get it done that day if you're really wanting to build your base and expand upon it you may need to come in several times. You know, it doesn't mean you need to come in every day, right. um, but you can you can continuously build upon your build your platform so that you continually enhance your skills. And you've got uh, two of those, the mm -hmm. digital ones, uh, February 21st from 1 to 3, and then February 23rd from 1 to 3. Yes. Uh, the interview workshops are the 24th and 25th from 1 to 3. Um, now, where are those at? Are they going to be at your place here in Plymouth? They or? are. So, okay. yes, at the, the J. Larry Neff um, Center for Career Connections. Okay. Um, let's see. Let's keep going here. Okay, let's let's make it clear too on some of these events. You you follow CDC guidelines, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay, so that means if you're sick, don't go. We love you, uh, but please stay home. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, obviously you're going to have more events, so it's not like you're going to miss out. Right. Exactly. Yes. Um, and it says masks are required if you have not been vaccinated. So. Um we would prefer. <laughs> okay, I know what you're but saying. But I will tell you, we're not we're not checking cards at the door. Yeah. So, I, and I say that for both reasons. Um, there are some people that it's very important for that to have happen, and they may not be comfortable. There are some people that aren't comfortable with that on the other side of it, and so um, to each, you know, we'll, we'll we will not be asking to see a card. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I know what you're saying. Yeah. Um, and mask if you're mask because you're supposed to, but I. Well, anyway, we won't go there. We'll just let that go. Yes. Um, <laughs> Marshall County Community Table. What? What is that? Um, oh, wait a minute. It's I... over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at it. Yeah, you got to understand. So. I'm, I'm kind of uh, reading deficient. I was going to say, a... you're going to stump me on that one. I'm no, so sorry. <laughs> I'm going to need a, I'm gonna need a uh, reading workshop. Oh. I, I didn't read the date on that one. So uh, sorry about that. Um, anything else you got coming up that you, you want to highlight? Um, I think that pretty much covers on the on the career center side of things. Yeah. Um, again, if you have something specific, just get a hold, go in and see Amanda or or call her or email her. Um, she will be more than happy to work with her. She is just an absolutely delightful person. Um, we found her sweet spot for her, <laughs> and she is doing a fantastic job. Good. So. Um, I want to ask you a question. I mean, what? Mm -hmm. Obviously, you you guys had a vision of having this down here in Plymouth. I mean, yes. What is the vision from here? I mean, how do you see the future? You guys probably planning on on what you'd like to see happen down here. So yeah, so we want we want to continue to expand and grow our our programs. Um, one of the things that we we don't want to do is just bring stores into communities. We want to bring services, and that's one of the reasons why. Almost every store now has a career center connected to it. Um, and so, you know, we want to, I, I mentioned we had tried to get some nurse family partnership right. dollars down here. 
we're not done trying. Okay, you know, yeah. we, we really want to try to do that. Um, we want to work more with the high schools. We want to, you know, work with um, even youth outside of who fits within our WIOA opportunity to be able to do that as well. And then just for folks who are just struggling, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you don't have a defined barrier to employment, if you would, but finding and keeping a job is just difficult, yeah. you know come talk to us let us walk you with it that is our sweet spot is to help people do those things you know maybe you've just never felt you know i i tell everybody i have the absolute best job in the world Mm -hmm. and i love coming to work every single day and i just want that for here's my unicorn (laughs) i want that for everybody and so you know if you're just in that place where you're just not there come in and talk to us let's do some exploration you know, it's going to do one of two things. You might find something that really fits your passion. Mm-hmm. Or you know what? Maybe you realize that the grass isn't greener on the other side. And where you're at is really where you need to be. And you're going to find more contentment then. Right. So yeah. it's not it's not a lost activity. Very good. Um, what made you choose Plymouth for this center? Was it just because uh, you needed to be in, in this area? So, or what? You know, um you all are wonderful down here and for probably 15 years have been asking us to put a store. <laughs> and so my predecessor, Larry Neff, had, had looked down here. You know, we knew 30 was where we where we sure, needed to yeah. be and just finding the right spot. Um, again, as you and I talked before we started really talking, yeah. um, we had looked at this spot of land where we're at now, but the price for it was astronomical. Right, yeah. Um, it was more than what we pay for when we get close to Chicago, I'll be real honest with yeah. you. And so we backed away from it. And then as we, you know, we kept just, we, but we just kept coming back to it. We right. knew it was the right location. And so we finally were able to come to a, a price that we felt comfortable with. And we have not looked back one moment. You guys have just solidified that it was the absolute right answer and that we, sh- we need to be here. Um, and so, and we want to be here. So, And the, the uh, Career Connections uh, Center is right there with the store. Yes. You can actually get into it from the outside or you can get to it from inside the store. That's got to be so. really nice. Yes. Yeah. Is that the way is that the way you're doing them now? You said so. In all yeah, in yeah. most cases yeah. there there may be a few communities that they're really just maybe they're really small or mm-hmm. unemployment is just not an issue at all. Right. So there may be a few as we go down the pike that we may choose not to do this, but um those will be very very rare ones in the future. I'm not sure if if I'm right in this, but I I remember um just recently, I was in Fort Wayne. Uh-huh. Do, you, do you have a center there? Because I think that's in a so. building we went by, and, I, and my <laughs> wife is like, well, there's not a store in there. And I said, no, it's one of their career centers. You and are I, good. I, I, was just, I was able to yeah. pretend I was so. smart. <laughs> so so we, are, we have territories. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I, we're community-based, and we are our territory are 16 counties elkhart and west Mm -hmm. and so um that is actually the the north goodwill industries of northeast indiana based in fort wayne so um the same premise we do things to help people find employment and and overcome barriers they do things a little bit differently than we do um and so and their stores look a little bit different than ours but we still have the same heart beat well and that goes back to wanting to keep resources in the community you're located in yes becomes a lot easier that way i'm sure it does it does yes so well debbie anything else you want to go over 
Um, anything on the Can I, So we, we talked a little bit about the stores. Let's do that. So, yeah. um, so our next store sale, 50% off, is February 5th. Ooh. So right around the corner. Um, you do need to have a rewards card, a loyalty card, in okay. order to get the, the sale, but that's easy enough. Just come in and give us your information, and we'll give you the card at no cost, start earning points, which turns into cash, and support the mission of Goodwill. <laughs> yeah, I need some new sweatshirts. I'll yes, probably come in and absolutely. take a look at what's going on, especially at 50% off. Um, well, Demi, I know that everybody that I've talked to is excited about that thing out there, uh, that thing, that place, <laughs> the, the, the center out there. Um, and it's been, I, I think a, a lot of our listeners, a lot of people in the community were kind of, how do I was just excited about watching it uh-huh. b- be built as yes. well, you know, and, and yeah. waiting for that day when it was going to finally be yeah. open. But um, I imagine if somebody wants to just come out and see what you do, is that okay? Absolutely. Just stop in and see okay. us. Yes. Um, get out to the store and thank you for coming in. So, I appreciate it. No, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's, been, it's been wonderful. You're welcome so, anytime. Just thank you. Just let us know you want to come back, okay. especially if you got stuff going on you want to promote. We're, we're happy to do that for we you. We will do that. We'll take All you right. up on that. Thank you. Debbie Coble, the president and CEO. I have to say that. I, <laughs> I feel special because I got to interview a president and CEO today. Um, and that is Goodwill Industries out in the what is that plaza name? I live here, but I don't even know where it is. Um, is it Pilgrim Creek? Pilgrim, I don't know. It's Pilgrim, out next yes. to Arby's. I, yes. That's the way we give directions. It's Pilgrim, <laughs> it's Pilgrim something, and the last part of it is escaping me. I'm yeah. so sorry. Yes. As long as we say so, it's it's out near Arby's. That's right. They, they, and Bob Evans. The so. Chinese restaurant is down the road there, so make See, sure. See, here's the deal. You come and shop, you go to your workshop, and then you go eat. It's all lunch. done. Yeah. It's all done. One stop for all those needs. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks for coming in. Thank you. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back, so uh, don't go anywhere. Are you looking for a new hauler for trash removal? When you choose Apex Waste, there's no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, no taxes, and no hidden cost. What they say is what you pay. Apex Waste is not only a local, family-owned and operated company, but a company dedicated to reliable, friendly service, meeting and exceeding expectations. Call Apex Waste at 574-896-APEX. That's 574-896-2739. At Co-Alliance Propane, we treat our customers like neighbors because it's exactly what we are. Co-Alliance isn't some company across the country. We're across the county. We work, play, and live right here in Marshall County with programs like Summer Fill, Budget, and Fixed Price. You can choose the program that works best for you. Visit co-alliancepropane.com for more details, including 50 free gallon offers for new and existing customers. Co-Alliance Propane, seriously local.
heard. Give us a call now at 574-936-4096 for What's Your Opinion? Now, back to Kathy and Rusty. Alright. Everybody, bang on the drum. It's the Friday drum. It's our Friday theme song. Uh, where are we at here? Looking for some. Oh, there it is. I got it. Um, we want to remind you again, the uh, retirement open house for Linda Rippey is going to be Sunday um, at the Marshall County Museum, um, the community room. And that's at 123 North Michigan Street in Plymouth. It's from 2 to 5 on Sunday. Uh, go out and, uh, and say thanks to Linda. I've said this on the show more than once in the last few weeks. What she worked to bring here is a very, very it's a jewel for this community. It is the envy of most, I would imagine, uh, museums historic uh, county museums around the country we have an enormous resource there and uh, if you've used it you understand if you haven't you need to use it but you need to say thanks to linda because she is uh, one of the forces probably the major force behind bringing all that here and believe me this is the envy of a lot of communities and uh, we have a very special resource there so uh, that is that is my uh, Soapbox moment, Sunday, 2 to 5 at the Marshall County Historical Society. Just go out and say hello to Linda as she's retiring into work. <laughs> yeah, made it clear she's not, not leaving, just not spending all day, every day involved with that. But anyway, uh, don't forget Plymouth basketball tonight. We uh, will have that game for you. It's at the high school. Um, Plymouth and Wallacee, an NLC contest. And Nick Cheney will be with me for that one. We'll have the call. Tip-off starts about 7.30. Actually, we usually start the pregame around 7.30 and tip-off shortly thereafter. So uh, just tune in at 7.30. You'll be sure to have everything you need on that. Um, so let me hit another button and we can wish some, we can make the day for some people. We're about to have a drawing. For four cupcakes from La Dessert Cafe, also free small drink from the Coffee Lodge. But first, we have to say happy birthday to some folks. Uh, this is a belated birthday. And I don't know how it got belated, but it did. Um, this is my nephew, Matthew Lee. So, Matt, uh, thank you for... I don't know what I'm thanking you for. You should be thanking me if you win. So, there you go, Matthew Lee. <laughs> the... Uh, birthday that's belated today these are weekend birthdays so we actually don't have anybody on the 21st weekend uh this is to tomorrow john sellers tomorrow happy birthday to you john uh oh, i gotta grab my hat let's put them all in here we got a ton of names in here this is gonna be hard to pick just one ralph booker ralph you're not that old it says 73 my God, he looks better than I do. Ralph, happy birthday to you. Uh, also, uh, Jeff Williams on Sunday. Jeff, happy birthday to you. You are entered in the hat for our prize. And our final birthday, also a uh, Sunday birthday, Jaden Barron. So, Jaden, 
Happy birthday to you on Sunday. I don't think I'm giving away a secret that your birthday is on Sunday. And we will mix these up. And we'll have a winner here just momentarily. Uh, I will reach in and I will grab this name. And it's going to be John Sellers. John, happy birthday to you. You get a present early because your birthday is until tomorrow. So, John, you're the winner of four cupcakes from La Desert Cafe. Also, free small drink from the Coffee Lodge. Anniversaries, we don't have any of those today. So, uh, make sure you send it in. You got a good shot at winning 50 bucks from Deaton Clemens Van Gilder Funeral Home. Uh, they give us $50. They give it, well, they don't give it to us, they give it to you. So you need to be our winner. Get your anniversary in here at the end of the month. We will draw for that great prize. Now it is time for the trading post where you can buy, sell, trade four items, four days, for free. As long as you aren't in business for any of those items, you can also be looking for something or having a sale. See, I have learned to slow it down. That's pretty good. Uh, we have light. Let there be light on the uh, trading post today. Patriot Lighting, a 54-inch LED illuminated floor lamp, adjustable gooseneck. Like new, they want 20 bucks for that one. I don't like either one of these. Bell & Howell, 54-inch LED floor lamp with adjustable gooseneck, $10. I have to make a call. I need at least one of those. Uh, and they also have a portable, foldable, soft-sided indoor pet exercise pen. wonder what that looks like, whether it has a little doggy treadmill and doggy weights or what. Anyway, 42 inches around. It's like new. They only want $20 for that as well. So call 574-936-3018. Uh, it's 936-3018. And don't forget the 574 at the beginning either because you need that now. I uh, believe that's it. We have uh, done our due diligence. And so uh, don't forget Plymouth Basketball tonight, 730. Just tune in. We'll get there. Uh, me and Nick Cheney. Don't forget, go see Linda Rippey on Sunday at the Marshall County Museum, 2 to 5. And don't forget to come back on Monday. If you give me a second to hit my button over here, I can tell you who's coming in on Monday. It will be, oh, we don't have a guest yet. So, eh, guess we'll go from there. Anyway, have yourselves a great weekend, and uh, we will uh, be back on Monday at 9 o'clock. We'll talk to you then. The V, the V, and that's all, folks. Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. She was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb in the shape of an L on her forehead. Well, the years start coming and they don't stop coming. Fed to the rules and I hit the ground running. Didn't make sense not to live for fun. Your brain gets smart, but your head gets dumb. So much to do, so much to see. So what's wrong with taking the back streets? You'll never know if you don't go. You'll never shine if you don't glow. Hey now, you're an all-star. Get your game on, go play. Hey now, you're a rock star. Get the show on, get paid. And all that money
up now, wait till you get older. But the media men beg to differ, judging by the hole in the satellite picture. The ice we skate is getting pretty thin. The water's getting warm, so you might as well swim. But world's on fire, how about yours? That's the way I like it, and I'll never get bored. Hey. 